Undefeated Tipton Third and Long Podcast listeners. Welcome to week three of Tipton Third and Long Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hine, alongside the notorious C L I N T. Notorious. How's it going? I'm good, Josh. I'm good, Josh. We are 2 0. We are, we are two, undefeated. 2 0 for the first time since 2018. Oh, love it. It's a good feeling. And we've only been 3 0. We've only been 3 0 one time in 10 years. Don't so tell me is... it was in 1998 with Josh Hine <laughs> at the helm. No, I don't okay. believe that's true. But, <laughs> but, first time in 10 years that we win this weekend, we'll be 3 0, sitting right in the districts, looking at it square in the eyes. Um, Where super we want to be. Where we want to be. And I think we've just learned a lot about this team so far in the first two weeks. And, you know, I, these seniors deserve this type of start. Uh, they've bought into to Coach Nord's program. They've bought into his systems. And, you know, again, they, they've suffered through some tough years. They deserve this 2-0 start. I uh, hope they're enjoying it. I hope they're uh, even more determined than ever uh, to get to that 3-0 number. Yeah, I think uh, what a momentum boost. Obviously, the first week we were playing, I wouldn't want to say lesser competition, but a, a, an opponent that we should beat. Absolutely. You're going up to a large 2A, low, uh, smaller 3A school in Vinton Shellsburg. And you could tell we, right from the beginning, I arrived a little bit late. So when I got out of my car, I just kept hearing first down Vinton, first down Vinton, first down Vinton. I thought, what is going on here? And I think I walked into the stadium, um, which, by the way, it's a beautiful complex. Amazing. Walked into the stadium, and uh, we had that huge fourth down stop. Um, Massive. And you were there. What, who actually got that stop? I, I don't know who got that okay. stop. That was, it was again, a it, it, was one of those, it was one of those, you're sitting there watching that first drive, and I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Because they were doing exactly what we thought they were going to do. It was just, just pound it. This between the tackles, pound it, pound it, using those that big offensive line to push us around. Um, but the second that fourth down stop happened, um, I don't know, it was, it was a different group of, of guys out there. I, I felt like the it deflated them. It deflated Vinton Shellsford quite a bit. So um, that, I'll tell you, that was, it was on the five yard line. Huge. Right? It was absolutely huge. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was definitely inside the ten. I was sitting standing there side of the field, but. Um, like you said, they were knocking out. They were doing ten yard chunks all the way down the field. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, we, you know, we bucked up and uh, and got to stop. And kind of the rest is history on that. It shows what kind of what what happens with momentum in the game of football. Oh. It, was, it was a big turn of turn of events. And and you know, all of our plays this year, our touchdowns have been massive plays, like <laughs> over 40, 50 yards. And you know, we start off the game, get the big stop, and you talk about a momentum boost. Um, oh, as I'm walking around the corner, I had probably the best view coming into the stadium of the ball thrown by Boston on the flyer out from Griffin Naderman. Yep. And that ball, Griffin had his guy beat by three or four, maybe ten yards. I mean, yep. he, he smoked him. But the ball was placed on the outside shoulder, just landed right there in stride. And <clears> Griffin, perfect. I mean, he could have he could have done somersaults in the end zone. That's how I was going to say. He never had the break stride. That was one of the prettier throws I've seen out of a high school kid. So, and you could see um, the sideline. I mean, it, oh. it was pure enjoyment. They knew that this, you know, they're in for a long game. The other team when they saw that because the kid was just Abs- absolutely. And you want to talk about taking another opposing crowd out right away. Yeah, the fourth cool. down stop was big, and then we go right, you know, back to back and do that. Um, you know, a long bomb to uh, Griffin. That was, again, it took the crowd to play out of the game. I, didn't, I never, ever, I don't remember hearing them cheer the rest of the game. No. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, like you said, game of momentum. 
And also we have to talk about the fact that it was really a tale of two games. Um, I think we played obviously a great game there in the first quarter um, and and into the second quarter. And, and things obviously changed a little bit with injuries, um, you know, that, that happened in the second quarter there. Um, we had... Uh, I- I don't think I've ever seen anything happen like that where Aiden Boston was going out to pass. I mean, everything was rolling our way. We had the ball inside around 50, kind of driving, and Aiden rolled out. Um, I had a pretty good view of it. He he kind of stepped up and looked like he was maybe going to do a spin move or kind of a cut, mm-hmm. and he went down with the, the dreaded non-contact injury yeah. and grabbed his knee, and I, I looked at you and just said, Ouch, that's, yeah. that's yeah. not what we wanted. And again, we were same knee that he injured you know, during the track season. Uh, Aiden's a great hurdler for us as well on the track team and uh, injured that same knee uh, jumping hurdles this last year. And so, yeah, those non-contact ones are, are, are honestly the scariest. We don't know where we sit with him yet, uh, obviously. We're early in the week yeah, pr- prayers with him. And, yeah. and, Thinking yeah, of Aiden. Yeah, hope, hopeful, quick recovery, even if it – even if he is out a week or two or a little bit longer, whichever, we just hope for quick recovery. Uh, would love him on this football field because he makes a difference yeah. out there. His legs in his arm. But, uh, you know, as we talked about in week one, injuries happen. Yeah. And uh, I said I felt really good about the quarterback position because we did have a senior leader um, in Ian Spangler who played the position last year as That's well as – Here's a player that, um, you know, he could step right in, and, and I felt like there, you know, wasn't a huge drop-off with that. Yeah, no, absolutely and not. Knows the offense better than anybody. So he comes in, play one. <laughs> Literally. Kids. Injured, on the ground, grabbing his knee. Right? <laughs> we laugh because it's just almost I've never, I've never seen anything like that. I, I think my my gaze immediately went over to, to poor Garrett Fitch there. You know, he, mm-hmm. he went from – you know, not getting in this game on, uh, especially on offensive starter level, to two plays later, he's the guy. And um, again, I, uh, we'll talk about him later here. But but to Ian's credit, that looked like a painful injury. Guess what? Came back, yeah. still played an amazing football game. The way so. he he came off, it just it didn't look like something that I thought he was going to come back for. So for him, <laughs> I agree. Him to kind of break out of that and. and tweaked something and, and got back in the second half was a huge deal. And it's a huge th- deal for us moving forward for the season as well. Some of that cattle farmer toughness at him. That's right. right there. You can tell he led some stuff around the ring. But, again, we go back to back to back again. I don't think it was the next play. It was pretty damn close to the next play, was it? When so, Garrett? so you go you go Aiden Boston down. You go Ian Spangler down. You're on to your th- third-string quarterback, and I think Vinton Shellsberg had to been licking their chops. Oh, they, they thought they had this in the bag. We don't even have a third-string quarterback on their team. They're thinking, we're coming after this guy. Yeah. And to, to Garrett's credit, to Coach Nord's credit, to the team's credit, they had full faith in him. Absolutely. And he came out and threw about a 35-, 40-yard bomb to the guess who, Griffin Naderman, over the top, and it was another beautiful ball that was just fantastic. Landed right in his hands in stride, and it was touchdown city. It was, and it, as deflated as Vinton Shellsburg looked <laughs> on that fourth down stop, and then they even looked more deflated on that long touchdown pass from Aiden to Griffin. That was the nail in the coffin for their confidence. Watching. So who else would have came in if he would have got hurt on that next play? Who else would we brought in? Maybe a honestly. We had done like a who do you, like a wildcat style thing. I like I, I honestly don't know. I know we had this conversation. We need Coach Nord back to tell That's us right. what our fourth string options That's are. That's right. <laughs> but obviously, um, you know, 
Garrett Garrett's young quarterback. He had a couple throws I know he would like to have back. He threw, sure. You could tell it was kind of all arm. He didn't set his feet right. Sure. And got rushed a little bit and threw some balls that I know he would like back. And that's that's going to happen with a young quarterback. But um, yeah, but how great we got we got our third string quarterback. Yeah, some exactly. serious action, some serious varsity action in a tight fr- football game. That will only do him well in the future. Absolutely. And, uh-huh. and quite frankly, that, that touchdown pass that he had to Griffin, I mean, if you look at it, that was, you know, that sealed yeah. the game pretty much. But Absolutely. he also not only came in on offense, he also was on defense. I know we're going to talk about that. Yeah, but. that's the deal. Is, is, you know, Ian was our starting inside linebacker as well. So so we had to throw throw Garrett not only into the starting quarterback role, but starting inside linebacker role. And, again, if you look at uh, how Coach Norm sets up our defense, um, you know, we kind of want our linebackers to make tackles, so we we, we asked him to go in and make plays yep. on both sides of the ball, and he, he did a heck. And it heck was a phys- it was that. a physical game where they were just kind of doing. I don't even know what plays they were running. It was kind of like the old Tim Tebow of Florida, where they just direct snapped it and and, and, the, and the quarterback stands it. there for a second and a half trying to process defense. Like it, it was so slow to start. Once he made yeah. a decision, he got pretty quick. Man, it took him a while to make a decision on that, but. But, yeah, again, going back to those injuries, I think what I was so impressed with, and I feel like you could see it. We have this. We have a really good offensive line. They're smart. They know their position well. They've played a lot of varsity football and Landon Hollum. So between Landon Hollum and that offensive line, you could tell that they, they knew that they had to take over that football game and, and get our young quarterback time and get him space. And, you know, what they, they did. And, I, again, Landon, Landon – Finally, had one of those games where I, I got really excited. Um, it, we we workhorsed him like we were supposed to. Both sides. He played the whole game. I was, Absolutely. I was kind of standing over by his dad on the sidelines, and we both said, "Landon's going to be sore tomorrow." And <laughs> yeah. He had to be the senior yeah. leader. He had to yep. step up. Um, one on offense because you got a, you got two quarterbacks coming in, and he had to run linebacker and, yeah. and help Garrett through it. And so, extremely impressed with Landon. That's what you. That's why you have senior senior leadership at the, at the linebacker rank and, and running back because they can kind of settle Absolutely. things down. Absolutely. But, uh, nope, it was a great win. Obviously, we were hoping for the shutout. That's the one disappointment. Late in the game, they kind of got a, got a cheap one. They yeah. a tackle and yeah. ran in for a touchdown, so they did get the two-point version. Ended up winning, uh, what was it, 19 to – Eight. 18 to nine, I believe. Or 18 to eight, excuse eight, me. Eight, 18 yep. to eight, sorry. Yep. Um, so, you know, I would like to shut out, but in my – in my head, it was kind of we, we had that game in hand, nineteen. Nothing, and hey, at least nothing. at least now we don't have to sit and worry about over the next week or two weeks or whichever keeping keeping the zero the on the side street. of the board. We'll take them though. I'll take. Them I'll take them all can. day long. I, 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 that was again. It was a lot of fun for me. Like I said, it was tale of two games. It was the pre injuries and it was the post injuries. The post injuries obviously was a slower game. We slowed yep. down that football game as much yep. as we could. Um, let a lot of clock run. Like I said, let our offensive line finally. You know, do their job, push around a much bigger defensive line yep. at Benton Shellsburg, and let Landon Hall carry the football and carry this football team, um, which is exactly what we needed. And then, obviously, later in the game, Ian came back in, you know, uh, through the injury after halftime and played a really good football game at quarterback. Um, had a really nice uh, touchdown pass himself there. Yep. And uh, let's not forget, this is a team that's been one in. 17 or whatever however many games we've played yeah. so to go 2-0 and both wins are on the road yeah what a, it's a perfect start for us this this is this is you couldn't have drawn it up any better nope. and it just sets up for us to come home and hopefully uh as we're going to talk about here hopefully we're going to have a 
a big time crowd in the park on Friday night. Absolutely, they can come watch us and support this team and get that keep that momentum rolling right right through this next game. So absolutely, and, and like I said, I don't think this team's going to get complacent with two wins. No, I think we're hungrier we, than that. We want more than two. So no. I, I, I've I, talked to a couple of players, and they, they basically have said we don't want that feeling of that loss absolutely. ever again. This this winning thing is fun, and let's keep the ball rolling. Absolutely, so let's keep it going, but. Uh, Let's just kind of go through. Obviously, we've talked about several of them, but stars of the game. I mean, this is a, it's a, you might hear a broken record here, but I think you got to start with Griffin Naderman. He had four catches, 148 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, if I would have had him on my fantasy team, I think I would have that that's a big time, that's a big time offensive. Well, setup. it's two weeks in a row that he's put up like insane yardage numbers, multiple touchdown games. Um, that I would say eventually teams are going to start watching film and putting their fastest guy on Griffin um, or keeping safeties really, really deep, like really deep, which, again, that's a great thing. Uh, yeah, throw, throw your safeties way back in some two coverage and then open up that box a little bit so that we can let, again, Landon Holub do his job and let this offensive line push the people around. So, uh, I, again, I think Griffin might slow down a little bit just because they're going to put some people on him. We're going to start to see doubles on Griffin if he has games like this all the time. And all that does is open up the rest of our offense. So three touchdowns. It's three passing touchdown receptions. I, I can't think of the last one to do it. Granted, we had some years there where all we did is ran the ball, so it's right. pretty hard to, hard. hard to get those three <laughs> touchdown catches. But yeah. that's a hard feat. Um, the record is ten touchdown catches for a season. Really? Yeah, by Dustin Moore in oh. 1999. The great Dustin Moore. The Dustin Moore. The murder. I only know that because someone had to throw the ball to him. And, uh, I don't know. The, the, the most amazing quarterback <laughs> to ever play. To so we'll move off of that. Um, but I do know that 10 is the record. So, Griffin, if you're listening, you got seven more to tie that. So, well, let's get after you, it. You know he just circled that. Yeah. Uh, my next star of the game, I'm going to have to go with Ian Spangler, believe it or not. And the reason why I went with it is he, he obviously got hurt, came in. Um, came in the second half, you know, fought off the injury. But what I really liked about it, there was three plays I liked. He had a big-time long run mm-hmm. that he scored on the one-inch. I thought he scored, but he was down at, like, the one-yard line. But, yeah, they placed place him at the two, though. Yeah, they placed him at the that, two. That, that ball, yeah. I think he, that's where that, his that knee went, but the ball line. was on the, on the one-yard line. Yeah. But it was a big run. It was a huge momentum boost. But that throw to Griffin in the corner of the end zone, we were right there sitting there. Yeah. That was a dime on the rollout, and it was a, such a huge – such a huge uh, touchdown to kind of pad that lead. To where Seal we that deal. It was over with. Yep. And then the biggest play for me, and I don't even know, maybe maybe their defense, was, you know, I don't know if it, it was all in, but we were on the one foot line basically on, on uh, our own end zone. For, mm-hmm. You know, anything that would have happened would have been a safety. Yep. And Ian did a hard count, drew him off sides. Yes. Gave us that breathing room. I think we got a first down out of that Huge. after that, which Huge. was just enormous. So. That same guy jumped twice yeah. in, in two consecutive drives. So the hard count worked. Uh, again, commend the offensive line everyone for staying still and letting that happen. Yep. So it was good work. My last one, I know we got we had a lot this week. I mean, well, you could, we can name a lot of players for this, yeah. and we, we'll try to get through them, but Wyatt Ham had seven tackles. I thought he was all over the place, had a key fumble, um, forced fumble. And then Aiden Graves, who we haven't really talked about on here, uh, he's kind of your he, kind of a utility player, plays all over the place. Mm-hmm. He had an enormous sack. Um, they had a third down and long, third and eight or something. 
he got a big sack, which forced them to punt. They were actually kind of driving, so mm-hmm. and it was probably the hardest hit I've seen this year. He absolutely loved it. I agree. That, that one was fun. Aiden, Aiden played an all-around nice game, but that was a big one. He's He just tussles. I like the way he plays. I wish he was – you know, three three inches short, taller and, <laughs> right. and 100 pounds heavier, but the way he plays with his weight is awfully impressive. Right. I, I, so I'll, I'll kind of run off off mine as well. I'm gonna, I have to mention again Garrett Fitch coming in in relief um, in a tight spot in a game he probably did not think he was going to get that type of playing time in, uh, both on the quarterback side and the, and the inside linebacker side. Two incredibly important positions on both sides of the ball. I thought came in and did just a fantastic job. Uh, and Phil just really the uh, you know next man in mentality. Garrett did a hell of a job. Um, my star overall player of the game for me was Landon Hollum. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Griffin had all the yards and the touchdowns and stuff like that. Like I said before, Landon, we workhorsed Landon like I've wanted to uh, for the last two years. And um, you know when those injuries happen, he really put this team on his shoulders. Uh, and he was getting chunk yardage in the second half. He was. Up the Running middle, hard. Up the middle against a really big D-line. Uh, Landon you know, played his butt off. And, and, you know, five tackles on top of that uh, did really, really well. And I can't mention Landon without mentioning the offensive line. Like I said, I really thought the offensive line in that first part of the game gave Aiden Boston a ton of time to throw the ball and, and gave him good lanes to throw the ball in. And then after Aiden went out and we started – pounding the ball a little bit more. The offensive line really started pushing that defensive line around and doing a heck of a job. Um, and so I, it's hard to give the player of the game to everybody. Um, but Landon's probably my top, and then that offensive line did their job Friday night. You mentioned Garrett Fitch, but he didn't talk about his punts. That's a really good point. So Garrett, <laughs> Garrett Fitch, if Garrett was on my team in high school, I might have never gone to Iowa because I think he would have beat me out punting. <laughs> He's a great punter. 41 yards per punt. I mean, he's punting with the wrong foot, but other than that, he's a great punter. He's a lefty. Really? Yeah. So he's punting with, yeah, I guess that's true. Huh? Yeah. So, but but no, it's the. Uh, I actually went up to Ethan's dad or, or uh, Garrett's dad afterwards, and I was like, "Hey, we should probably uh, get him in some camps or something like that, and uh, start yeah. to show off his leg because, yeah." It, in his as sophomore, if he can kick it like that, Tory Taylor, you'll oh. only be here for what? Five more years. It's already his thirties. So yes, Garrett, fantastic punting man. Good so you, you look at the stats, and I thought it felt like we just kind of blew them out. But you look at it; they had we had 175 yards passing. They had 174 um, rushing. We had 182. They had 179. So almost nearly identical stats mm-hmm. on offense, which that just goes to show how deceiving. You know, stats can be well that that, and we had a bend but don't break defense. Yeah, so first. they did move the ball. I, I will say, Vinton Shellsburg did move the ball on us. But when they they could not red zone score, they were prone to mistakes inside the red zone, and we we bucked up. We got inside the twenty, we bucked up, and we just didn't really allow much past that. So um, again, commend the defense. It's I, I thought we played a heck of a game, but yeah, Vinton Vinton was able to move the ball, but they had a big offensive line. Yeah. Yeah, we knew they were going to push us around a little bit for that. Yeah. But, uh, but they, a lot of their yards came on that first drive, and then that, obviously that touchdown drive. Everything yep. in between was just kind of a mush yeah. of, of yardage. But obviously we, we've got to sustain a little bit more on our drives. We A lot of our touchdowns have came on some big plays. Absolutely. And I'd like to see us this upcoming week have some more sustained drives where we're just pounding the ball down, yep. doing a couple of pass plays, 
working it down the field and, and scoring. And, and, and we did a lot of we, we did a lot of what I just said. Vinton did as well. And the, those middle quarters there, we we ran the ball well. We but well, we stalled out as well. So a lot of 20, 25, 30 yard drives where we stalled out and then had punt. Yep. Um, so yeah, I would I would love to see us finishing those drives on the ground. Uh, it'd be a lot of fun. So we get to come home. And Finally, we get, yeah. Come home. We get to play the Panthers of Mount Pleasant, Iowa. Oof. Mount Pleasant. That is a big old school there. I think they are the largest 3A school. Is that really? Do you know anything about that? I don't. Okay. Largest we'll have to look it up, but as of now, let's just go with it. Our fact, it sounds, our fact pretty, it sounds awesome. We'll ask our fact checkers to yeah. see what they can do. Yeah, do we have any fact, fact checkers around here? <laughs> just us and Google later. So, Mount Pleasant, they played a couple decent sized schools. They played Fairfield, lost 38 14. Um, played Mount, or excuse me, West Burlington last week, lost 47 to 28. So they're 0 2. They're hungry for a win. Um, but they have scored some points. They have scored some points. I actually had the pr- privilege of watching some tape on them. So I've got to kind of get nice. a little preview of them against West Burlington. And I think you're going to see much of the same as we have the first two weeks. They're going to be much bigger than us, they're yep. going to be large up front. We are going to see a running back that can run through tackles. And he's right. he's a, a big running back. He has size. Um, he's number one. Jariah Turner, he's a senior. And he averages about eight yards a carry. And he gets all those eight yards, he's basically running through tackles. So it is a uh, very simple offense. I actually couldn't believe how simple the offense was. They run three receivers set. We'll have two receivers on one side, okay. another flanker on the other. They run a fullback eye formation. Um, and they either hand it off to number two, who's their fullback, his name's Peyton Walker, a junior, very powerful runner, or they give it to Jariah Turner, number one. Those are the two players you're going to see the ball in their hands 80% of the time. It's run left, run right. They're going to do maybe a little sweep here and there. Their passing game didn't impress me, but they will pass the ball a little bit. Um, right. The quarterback seems to underthrow it a little bit, so I'm hopeful that we can get a pick here or there. But we're going to have to bring a physical brand of football on defense, which we have the last two weeks. Absolutely. But at home, we're going to have to feed off the off the home fans, and we're going to have mm-hmm. to be gang tackling because this kid will not go down with one tackle. I can promise you that from watching tape. So, in, again, just looking at what they have, what they're fielding, uh, yeah, like you said, a lot of what this, a lot of what we've seen. Six two. I'm looking at offensive line. Six two, six five, five eleven, five ten. 275, 250, 285, 255, and then a, a 175, 5'8". Uh, I'm going guess, to guess center of some sort. So just exactly what we've seen. Okay, it so I, I think it's going to be a lot of what Vinton Shelsberg did in the in that very first drive where you're just going to see, you know, a gap or one gap, two gap, one gap, two gap um, stuff right in the middle and just see if they can wear us down and draw all of us into the box um, where maybe they could go out and try to, you know, they've only had 22 pass attempts this year, so averaging 11 a game. So not a ton of pass attempts, but I have a feeling if they, they think they've drawn enough into the into the defensive box that they're going to try to go over our head a little bit. Um, what I want to see this week, I know we love to stunt a lot. Uh, I want to see our inside linebackers, Ian, Landon, on our stunts, break down, make tackles, make good tackles. We can't run by the play. I feel like if we run by the play with this guy, we're not going to, like you said, get him with an arm tackle. We're not going to grab a jersey and pull this guy down. So we actually have to get pad on pad with him and um, you know, and make some hits and, and, and wrap up. So not only did the, the, their receiver has three catches on the year, so out of their whatever it is, nine completions, 
the rest of them go to the running back. So <laughs> there you go. Literally, their whole offense are these two players. So if, if you're interested in keying on two players, watch number one and number two from Mount Pleasant. One of those two players and will that's have the fullback and the tailback. Yeah. There so they go. either hand it off to the fullback or they do a lead, and basically they just follow the fullback. So whoever the fullback goes, they're going to go right behind him and. You know, they're trying to take out linebackers, whoever's in the hole. So. And, and I'm interested and I'm excited to see what Coach Nord's um, defensive plan is against this team. Offensive plan. <laughs> I think that is honestly something this team can do is we can outscore opponents. Yeah. So, um, the, if you're looking at Mount Pleasant, they're, they're now averaging, what, 21 points a game, a 14 and a 28. Yeah. Um, so... If they actually do get to their average, you know, where do we go find 28, 35, 42 points? Um, and I think we have the offense to do that, too. Yeah. So it's, I would love the shutout. I'm going for the shutout. But I, I really think that uh, uh, we'll come up with a defensive plan that's going to, to pinch the gaps a little bit on the inside and see what we can see what we can do. See if our defensive linemen, I would love to see our D linemen make a bunch of piles and, and then our insides and our strong safety come up and make some serious plays. Uh, but they're going to have to come up and hit. Uh, like you said, this is not an arm tackle guy, and they're going to have to lay some hits on. Yeah, so our I, I told you our kick return has to leave lead the state in kick return yardage. Um, yeah. These guys are right behind that, actually. They've got to be second because they have two kickoff returns for touchdowns as well. Um, two different players. One of them's the the number one, Jariah Turner. He's just he's one of those guys you get him in space. He's a tough guy to bring down, and I, I – I personally would, wouldn't mind seeing us kick away from them, especially having two already. Absolutely. Because that's how they're scoring is these kind of big chunk plays. They're not scoring off of long, sustained drives. So hopefully we get creative with that, maybe try to kick away from him well, and see what happens. squid kicks or something yeah. and stuff like that. Perfect. But we can't get away with not talking about their punter. They're averaging 20 yards a punt. All right. So let's just – Talk to me. Talk to me. I'm, I'm saying let's get these guys in, in fourth down situations. Obviously, if – you always want to get the other team to punt. But when you know you're playing against a punter who's honestly just not very good, um, that I don't know, we, we, we have to get these guys off the field because I think if we can get them in fourth down, we're going to have good, good field position because this guy's not going to pin us deep. Um, I, I also don't think we'll have a lot of opportunity for Griffin to return stuff um, at, that, at that range either just because, well, it's only going 20 yards. We don't have any time to set for a return. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so wouldn't mind seeing Griffin maybe if it's high enough, fair catch something. Because like, I'll take that. Stats could be wrong. I just I, – I, if you're doing 20 yards a punt, that is – you almost want to let that go. And I agree. I, I not agree. Not mess around with it. But, yeah, I think but I think that could be a big The key's getting those guys us. off the field. Getting their offense off the field is going to be key. So for me, game uh, – field position is going to be enormous for us. Turnovers, um, feeding off the crowd on defense. We're going to have to gang tackle this kid. And when we got to make the most of opportunities and, and limit, yeah. limit penalties are, are kind of my keys for the game. I know, I know our players are are listening. Come to hit. I, I guess th- this is one of those games when we're not going to finesse Mount Pleasant off of our field. We're going to have to physical yeah. off our field. So come to hit and wrap this guy up. Gang tackle. Don't assume the play's over until you hear the whistle. Um, yeah, but I, I would say again, I say defensively. I'm, that's the key to my game as well is is how well we plug up the middle, how well our defensive line makes piles, and how well our linebackers and star safety are filling those gaps and making these plays. I'm super pumped. Obviously, we're earlier in the uh, week. Usually, we do this on Thursday night. We both have commitments, so right. um, we are actually um, 
doing this a little early, but I it's going to make the week go that much faster thinking about mm. the Tipton game on Friday. It's at home. We don't have to drive. There's tailgates. Tailgates. Talk to us about the tailgates. There, there's tailgate at Redpin. Um, what's the start like? Five or something? Either way, but they're going to have out. They have burger baskets. They're going to be outdoors. Um, the weather looks perfect on Friday right now. We're Can you see life. the clock from Redpen? Are you able to see how <laughs> with the countdown? You're not able right? to see the clock from Redpen. We right. need to set up a mirror on the north side of the field so you can see that stuff. But uh, I'll tell you, it's going to be a great atmosphere. Like I said, the weather's going to be ideal. We're going to have, you know, for the first time, really, we don't we really have tailgating before. Like, we have a tailgate spot never. now where they're going to try to set That's up never tailgate. Happened um, like I said, they're going to do an outdoor tailgate there with, with hearty shakes and, uh, and burger baskets. Um, and I, like I said, I know that, uh, double bogeys is double bogeys having a little something beforehand as well as LMB. So we don't want to forget about them. Absolutely. Um, and they're doing like appetizer specials yeah. and like, again, go out and support these places, have fun. And, uh, like I said, I think this is a fun team to watch and Hey, we tailgate for Iowa games. We tailgate for Iowa state games. Let's come tailgate for a tipping game. Yep. It should be a ton of fun. Yeah. I think, uh, hit up the fit hub, hit up, uh, LMBs, hit up. Uh, red pen lounge double bogey after the game I think it'll be a lot of fun especially coming off a win there's nothing better in, in a Friday absolutely. night town after a win everyone's excited and absolutely. people want to have some fun so please do that but um, yeah hopefully we get the park up and running uh, we'll see if that's completed uh, <laughs> I, I'm interested to see yeah. the, the progress on construction yes. yeah it's supposed to be nice <laughs> I think it's 80 80 degrees is eight, the high. 80, so it's like be no humidity. Perfect. It's going to be ideal. Out. So come out and support them. You can't beat this. Perfect. You can't beat this. Very good. Let's uh, let's move on to what we've learned this week. And I'm I'm just going to go first. Um, when I was in college, I was notorious for needing a deadline to get something done. Still am pretty much. But that's, that's how things get accomplished. Need here. a deadline. Right. Well, uh, the construction project down at the school, that was started... <laughs> I believe after track season, maybe soccer season, right? Yeah. which is what, May, maybe? Yeah, it would have been May. So May, June, think, July, August, four think, months. I think the fence was torn out in May. Yeah. yeah that was the first thing. Okay. Yeah. It is September. Um, I was down there maybe an hour ago. They're still working on it tonight. <laughs> and guess the deadline's probably, I'm guessing, maybe the start of the football game on Friday. <laughs> Maybe even earlier for warm-ups. But, yeah, I think there's... So I learned that deadlines get things done. These guys, are they've got a construction crew that looks like they're rebuilding the whole stadium out because the deadline is this week. Um, Going to be awfully nice. They're putting a whole new fence in. Hopefully it's lower so everyone oh, can see God, them and lean so. up against it. If they were smart, they'd put a bleacher kind of on the bottom of it so I can put my drink, my yep. food right there. Um, I don't know if that's yes. part of the plans, but it needs to be. Either. I don't either. Um, I've... Bag for doesn't like Wilton have that? Yes, it's, perfect. It's, it's awesome. amazing. I love that. But they are going to have a sidewalk going all the way around it. So huge again. Um, I want to see how close that shot put pit is to the sidewalk. Now there's going to be no room in between there. I probably won't get over to the shot put, but I know, <laughs> I know you're you excited won't. about that. <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, and I'm going to get on my high horse here. I, I'm disappointed that we tore out the fence. Mm-hmm. We obviously were doing construction for four months. Yep. We decided, and obviously everything is costly. It, it costs money to repair a track. The track is in pretty desperate need of being replaced. Yeah, it has been for So when you tear years. out the fence, to me the perfect timing for that would have been when it's all being done at the same time. When you can get equipment in and out of there or without, yeah. Yeah, lane eight, it's got humps in it. There's yes. holes through it. There's They cut lines through it. 
It just needs replaced. Yep. And unfortunately, I don't know when that'll happen. I don't know when the budget's hit for that. But now you've got cement going right up to the track. So when you have a new track, they're going to probably, unless they tear it all out, they're going to place it on top, which now you're going to have a lip on top oh, of the track. Lip. I felt like it was a bad timing for that. They should have replaced that all at once. But obviously, the cost of a new track is not cheap. I do understand it. Um, it's already been done, so you know it's something we have to deal with. But oh. it's going to be a little more difficult to replace I that was, track. I was going to say, I feel like I'm sure you have fans in, in Jill and Sean Ingalls and, and everything mm -hmm. in that. Because I know we've been looking at that track for a couple of years now. Uh, wanting it replaced and, and Tipton's a track town I mean we host our district state qualifiers here all the time it's um, this is known as as the place to come for a track I mean, we run a, a fantastic Are track the best. so the best, that's why we have districts every yeah we run a great track um, and so yeah I would would love to see that track get worked on as well and like you said it's probably a little late if they do a resurface you're right, there's going to be a massive lip there and the ankles rolled, and I don't want to see that either. Yeah. So Hopefully that gets replaced soon enough. But Heck I yeah. did learn deadline. Deadlines. Deadlines, when those happen, things get done. So here it is. Everything's Dead getting done in the last, what's the game in three Deadlines days. make a difference. Three days, they decided to do 80% of the work in three days. So great work, <laughs> construction team, getting that thing done in one week during, when you had four, four months to finish it. During all the heat, it's perfect. Um, what I learned this week, and I, I know you and I have talked about this, Donald Trump is coming. The Donald? The Donald is coming to the Iowa-Iowa State football game. As if that can have any more chaos. I mean, I, I, yeah, you can't pick probably a worse game for and the they, Donald to come to. I wonder if he has a ticket to get in and has to wait in line like the rest of the crowd did last so week. So I've, I've heard this. The new electronic ticket-taking at Iowa State is not going well. Ugh. And it's, it's So if you're heading to Ames this weekend... Um, and you're an Iowa fan. And you're an Iowa fan. Go there early. Get there early. If you're an Iowa State fan, you can arrive in the second quarter. It's not a big deal. <laughs> You'll be able to still catch being exactly. down in the, in the second exactly. quarter. Exactly. <laughs> so get there early. Apparently ticket-taking is taking a while. Oh. So to get into the state and to Jack Trice this year. So the And, and the Donald's there. So Where do you think he's going to sit? <laughs> Because <laughs> you know he has no interest the, in that the, game. The, the grassy knoll on the side. Oh, gotcha. Give me the grassy corner. I don't know. I think I, I would be very curious to see if he's even at the game. I would too. Anyways. All right, Clint, in our final segment of the night, um, we got to go through our picks. And yeah, um, I, I, talk to me. Man, what happened I, here? Last week was a tough one for me. Tougher for me. I, I don't know how you got the Colorado over TCU, the North Carolina over South Carolina. The, the, the college upsets you picked were just out of hand. So, But you won. Uh, you went 13-3 and three last week. 13-3. and, three. 13 and, and somehow three. I did not win. Gary Jellica won the whole thing. Mindy Williams came in second, so congratulations to those Man. two. I don't know how 13-3 and three doesn't win. That's, that is, if I was in Vegas, impressive. I would definitely be winning. <laughs> that's impressive. I, uh, I went 10-6, and six, so the Ooh, overall record for the year is you're 23-8, and eight, and I am also 23-8. and eight. Fair We're enough. tied. Yeah. Let's do it. All righty. Let's do it. So let's get started. Let's start us off. Anna Mosa and Vinton Shellsburg. Um, I'm going to go... You just got back from Vinton? I was going to say, just, just watched Vinton? I can't tell. I mean, I feel like they're angry right now, but I'm still going to go Animosa. Yeah, we're going to be playing Animosa. I just felt like they their offense was kind of a bunch of nothing. Um, they got some bigger kids, but uh -huh. I think Animosa is going to take them in this contest. 
All right, second game. Comanche Wilton, and I'm telling you right now, I am not. I'm not picking against Wilton again because I did that last week, and they, they it just embarrassed me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Wilton. I too am going to go Wilton. Um, they played well the last two weeks, um, starting off two and zero, uh, and I think they're going to get that one. Game of the week. Game of the week. Brought to you by Subway. <laughs> Subway. Um, Tipton versus Mount Pleasant. I mean, I think we're gonna have a third same uh, same pick here. I yeah. gotta go. I've obviously got to go Tipton. Yep, I think it makes sense. Go three and zero for the first time, only the second time in ten years. I think it's gonna happen. I think if we have the, I think if the crowd can get behind these guys, they're gonna feed off that momentum, and, and it's gonna happen. Guess what? I, agree. I think we're gonna win twenty eight by twenty eight points. I'm oh my god, we're sticking points. to twenty eight. It's just gonna happen. I like that. I'll be honest. I want to win by forty two and have. <laughs> And have a player turn around to you and say, where's that 28 at, Josh? Because that's what I, I love that. All right, next game, West Liberty versus West Burlington. Um, don't know anything about West Burlington, but I will just go with the more local team here and say West Liberty. Good, because I'm going to go with West Burlington. I just watched tape on them. You probably did. Pleasant, and uh, <laughs> they look pretty good. So I'm going to go with uh, West Burlington over West Liberty. Perfect. Plus it helps us out. Absolutely. Makokita versus Northeast. It's a tough one. You go first. That is a tough one. Um, I think I think I'm going to go with Makoka. A little bigger program, maybe a little more size. I think Northeast has the speed, but I'm going to go with Makoka on that one. Dang it, I'm going to go with Makoka on that one as well, just because I've gotten burnt by Northeast already a couple okay. times this year. And then uh, East East Buchanan versus Mac Valley. Well, I've learned not to go against <laughs> Mac Valley now either. Dang it, because Mac been. Valley's well, I've been watching those scores. Mac Valley has been fantastic. Yeah. Put me down for Mac Valley as well. Gotcha. I've got a. I can't think of the guy's name. I gotta look him up. He is kind of like their. He's kind of their jack of all trades. He does it all oh. for them. So they got a nice old player there. All right, North Lynn versus Starmont. You go first. I'll go North Lynn. Dang, we're gonna have a lot of the same picks here. I'm gonna go North Lynn as well. They've done well for me so far this year. Clayton Ridge, Postville. Okay. Um, I will go. Man, this is a flip of a coin. I'm going same. Postville. I kind of feel the exact same way. I'm going to go Clayton Ridge. All right. So now we're getting into the, the picks that I actually think I know a little bit about. Um, we're going to the NFL here in college. Okay. So let's go Giants against Cowboys. Uh, I got to go Cowboys. I, too, will go Cowboys. Okay. Iowa State versus Iowa. Oh, it's, I mean, without a doubt. Take the under. That's no doubt. What is it? I don't know, but take oh. it. Take it because it will it will get hit. Iowa State has no running game whatsoever. They can pass the ball a little bit. So I think quarterback's Iowa's gonna, not bad. Iowa's going to hold them down. I think Iowa will be able to move the ball. Definitely going Iowa here, but it will be a low-scoring game. Always is, especially in Iowa State. We will struggle to move the ball a little bit. I wrote down the under. Okay. So, perfect. I got Iowa as well. Obviously, I'll go Hawks. Okay. Northern Iowa versus – is it Weber or Weber State? It's got to be Weber State. I don't know. Anyone that says Weber um, deserves. <laughs> are are to we going with their hometown Panthers? You got to. I, I was thinking the same Northern thing. Iowa. Well, they did get beat up by Iowa State, so I don't know. Uh, they they did, but and, and I, they disappointed me last week. I picked them over Iowa State. They didn't, they didn't come through. Next game: Illinois Wesleyan against Central College. I'm going to stick with Central College. I'm just going to ride them for the rest of the year. So Central College. Let's say Central's pretty darn good this year, so I was actually also going to go Central. 
Well, so, in my opinion, this is the best game of the week, and that's the least in this pick. On <coughs> Alabama versus Texas. Good yep. game. Last year, it was a fantastic game. Alabama came back and won. Yep. I actually think Texas is going to pull this one off. So I I'm like going it. With Texas. I like it. I'm going to go Alabama um, just because I know that Alabama's got their quarterback by, you know, committee here going on right now. Yeah, I don't Peyton think finally picked the guy. He's actually third string, the Manning brother, the Manning. And t- for Texas? Are you serious? Yeah, third string. I'll let you know that they're, they're stout there. They're stout there, yep. Tulane against Ole Miss. I'll let you go first. <sighs> got to go SEC on this. I Good, because I'm going Tulane. I like that. That Good. is a win. Good. Tulane's better. Actually, I, I hope Tulane wins, but <laughs> I picked Ole Miss. Uh, next one, Vikings against Buccaneers. I mean, if, you, if you're watching the – No Tom Brady. What's the Netflix show that's like quarterbacks or what? Mm-hmm. If you watch that show and you don't cheer for – He's a good guy. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean, so I got to go Vikings on this. Yeah, I think Vikings are a better team. Um, I don't know where it's at. In the NFL, where it's at is a big deal, but I think the Vikings are going to pull it out. I mean, the Lions can't be the only one in our team in the NFC North, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll, go with, I'll go with the Vikings. Hey, and you, then, do, you do know – Josh Tucker's going to the Lions game Thursday night. That would be tomorrow? No. Or Thursday, Thursday yes. Yeah, yeah. Thursday night, KC, wow. Big Lions. Dollar. Big I, dollar guy to get well, those tickets. I know. That's, that's it. So this is this is the this is my next game of the week. I don't know who would, who would even want to watch this, but the Bears, Bears versus Packers. the Packers. Bears-Packers. Bears. I am absolutely going Bears by a million because they're the greatest football teams ever existed. Yeah, so let me go on record. Everyone's hyping up Justin Fields. He is a terrific athlete. He yes. can run the ball. I don't think he can pass the ball. So he's going to have to prove me wrong that he can pass the ball. He's got all the receivers he wants. He does. He's got three receivers. He's got a great tight end. He's got a good running back. I still don't think he can pass the ball under pressure. He's a running quarterback. You're trying to tell me Packers. 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 And that's hard for me to pick. I, oh, the battle God, of two just, turds. Just hate like them. them. Just hate them. And this is a bonus pick. Kansas City against the Detroit Lions on okay. Thursday night. Have to have to throw that in there. All right. What do you want? Uh, see Travis Kelsey? Dang, I was hoping you didn't knee. see that. I was hoping you didn't um, see that. But I'm still going KC. Okay, good. Because I'll Those go to the Lions. Upset alert. Upset. Coach Nord's going to have to wear a T-shirt. It's going to be great. Yep. The bandwagon is quickly filling up, like, <laughs> to the point where we're going to have to put air in the tires. And if we win this game... We're going to have to get a conversion. You're not wrong, actually. Ramp up, great. <laughs> you're not wrong, Some actually. dualies or something because it, the bandwagon's filling up on the Detroit Lions. They've had one playoff win in my lifetime. Yep. One. Yep. That, would be, so, that would be how many years? 40 We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but it's been enough that it's painful. So they need to get to the playoffs and they need to win a game. So it starts, it. That's it starts right now. So That's perfect. All right, let's close this thing down. In the heart of every small town, including Tipton, high school football is more than just a game. It's where character is tested and champions emerge. Until next time, cherish every moment on and off the field. Stay spirited and always play with heart. We look forward to seeing you guys out on Friday night at Diedrichson Field, 7 p.m. sharp.